The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. In a significant legal development, a New York court has ruled that former U.S. President Donald Trump and his family businesses are liable for fraud. The decision stems from a civil lawsuit filed by New York Attorney General Letitia James. I'm joined on the line by Scott Lucas, Professor of U.S. Politics at the Clinton Institute at UCD. Scott, good morning. Very good morning to you, Pat. Now, you might help us understand the American legal system. This is a civil case. He doesn't go to jail. No, he doesn't go to jail, but there are still extremely serious consequences, including, I think, the possibility that the Trump organization, uh, the business on which he has built his name over, you know, for decades, could effectively be dissolved, at least in New York State, and possibly some of its practices beyond. And I probably need to explain that. The specific case, which will soon come to trial, civil trial, uh, New York State is seeking $250 million in damages over fraudulent business practices between 2011 and 2021. Those business practices include vastly inflating by $2.2 billion uh, in annual reports of uh, Trump's wealth or the Trump organization's wealth. What we had specifically yesterday was that the judge who's going to preside over that trial, Judge Arthur Ingram, issued a judgment, a preliminary judgment which said, I am finding, I am generally finding that fraud was committed. Now, he's been asked, he was asked by the New York State Attorney General to make that general finding that there was fraud in this 10-year period so that the trial can focus on specific cases of fraud, specific areas where the business practices, oh, sorry, where business values were inflated, where property values were inflated, and indeed, even Trump's own apartment in Trump Tower uh, its value was inflated by 300%. Now, the, the implications then, um, they're saying that in some way the state suffered, is that it? They're saying in, that in, this is business malpractice, uh, Pat, that this is fraudulent business activity. So, for example, because Trump would inflate the value of his properties, he could get favorable interest rates from banks. And so the New York state is saying that he, in effect, received, you know, in kind, hundreds of millions of dollars of benefits from lower interest rates on loans, you know, lower interest rates that other businesses who reported their uh, accounts truthfully would not receive. Uh, In addition, uh, the allegations are there that Trump also used these uh, business values to get favorable insurance rates or to be able to overclaim, to claim excessively from insurance companies uh, when he filed you know, for example, for loss or damage to property. So we're talking about business fraud across a range of activities across not only individual Trump properties, but the entire Trump business, which has gone on in New York State for at least a decade and arguably could have gone on in practices beyond New York as well. Now, the judge has said that Trump's defenses uh, were wholly without basis in law or fact. So there's a specific, Pat, which is where Donald Trump gets himself into trouble. Uh, the the Trump defense had been that, uh, oh, you know, you can't hold us to account for these false declarations because we we put a disclaimer in there. We put a disclaimer in there that, you know, anybody reading these financial declarations needs to be cautious about them. Uh, Trump actually said in the depositions, oh, yeah, we put those disclaimers in there, but they're worthless. And so the judge played it back and said, look, a worthless disclaimer is worthless to anyone, a bank, an insurance company, another business. And so he threw out that defense. 
um, and indeed cast doubt on the entire defense that will come up on the trial, uh, which mm. could occur as early next week. Now, will he have to appear? Uh, he's look. He doesn't have to. You know, as the defendant, of course, even in a civil case, you have the right not to testify. Uh, but uh, it is considered that amongst more than 60 witnesses, Donald Trump will indeed be one of them. So for the first time in this mass of criminal and civil cases that Trump faces, he will uh, appear in person to testify and not simply by filing a deposition. Um, what is uh, extraordinary in his claims, he said um, they weren't infl- inflated because I could find a buyer from Saudi Arabia who'd pay that inflated price. <laughs> you know, Donald Trump would say that, you know, but that's not a legal defense. You know, it, the fact that a, a buyer from Saudi Arabia might come in and, and overpay for various reasons uh, does not mean, in fact, that it reflects the true value of the property. So to give you one example, Pat, of why that defense causes problems. Uh, Donald Trump bought a property in Florida uh, a while back in the early 2000s. Uh, He later sold that property at a vastly inflated price of $95 million, one of the largest sales of a private property in US history to a Russian businessman. The problem with that is the allegation is there that uh, that Russian businessman was actually a front for laundering money, uh, which is why Trump received a vastly inflated payoff. Now, uh, on the political side, uh, the the waves that are being made by Mark Milley's uh, interview where he describes some of uh, Trump's carry on. And notably, when you had a a, a war veteran uh, who was severely handicapped by his uh, fighting for his country. Uh, This is Captain Luis Avila. uh, And uh, Trump greets him in the White House as president and then goes over to Mark Milley and says, uh, as uh, the, the, the chief of staff, uh, what are you doing bringing people like that into the White House? Never do that again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it, 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 it's a shocking case, but guess what, Pat? It's not really news in the sense that Donald Trump uh, has a long record of mocking American veterans, including disabled veterans. You might remember that he mocked uh, the late John McCain, the U.S. Senator and presidential candidate, for getting himself captured in Vietnam. You might remember that he described Uh, Americans who had died in World War II as losers. Um, He did that uh, when he basically turned down the chance to visit a war cemetery in France at one point. So Donald Trump, despite the fact that he likes to pose with the military and puff himself up, has actually mocked veterans on a systematic occasion. But of course, what gives this bite is the fact that it's combined with Trump's mocking of disabled people, which he's done on multiple occasions, and that it's being told to us by a former chairman or a soon-to-be former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, who Trump has also mocked uh, and indeed lied about in recent posts on social media. He also uh, said that Mark Bailey should, in fact, be in a, a different time. He would have been hanged for treason because he confided in the Chinese defense ministry that if Trump lost the head entirely and decided to go to war with China, perhaps nuclear war, he'd give them the heads up. Well, you know, Donald Trump can say that Mark Milley would be uh, committing treason there. But in fact, what Mark Milley was doing was doing something quite sensible, which is that uh, Donald Trump is known to be quite unpredictable. Donald Trump has threatened nuclear war, including at one point against North Korea, before he became best buddies with Kim Jong-un. He threatened using 
possibly, I mean, possibly nuclear weapons on Iran at times. And so that episode of Milley, you know, conferring with the Chinese defense ministry is not a case of treason. It's a case of how far the U.S. military felt it had to go to protect the U.S. and the world from the actions of a man in the White House who could be considered mm. dangerous. I'm just wondering, finally, Scott, uh, about, you know, Joe Biden is there and talking about the economy and transforming America and all that sort of stuff uh, in terms of the forthcoming campaign, Biden as candidate against possibly candidate Trump. When, uh, like, the real battle is how egregious this man Trump is. I mean, that's all. No matter how the economy does, no matter what other crises afflict America, what new pandemics might come along, the worst thing that could happen to America would be Trump getting back in. You know, a guy named H.L. Minken, Pat, who you probably know quite well, Mm. wrote a century ago that politics would turn into a circus and that uh, the spectacle would overwhelm the substance of American politics. You know, and Minken's quite a cynical guy and you don't want to believe him. But here we are a century later at exactly that critical point in American history, which is do people buy into the circus? Do they buy into Trump as the ringmaster? And no matter how vile the ringmaster is, no matter how tainted he might be, no matter even if he is a criminal, a criminal who is convicted multiple felonies, they want the circus to keep going on. And if they choose that circus, then all the economic issues that matter, all the social issues that matter, all the cultural issues that matter, even American democracy itself, they could be at risk because people just simply will munch the popcorn while the country goes from crisis to crisis. Scott Lucas, Professor of U.S. Politics at the Clinton Institute at UCD. Thank you very much for uh, joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.